In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow, with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm your host, Aileen, and today I am joined by Tamar Samuels and Vanessa Rosetta, who are registered dietitians and the co-founders of Kulina Health. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We were just talking before how you both know Tracy Beckerman. Hey Trace. Hey Trace. (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, we have she hasn't been on for a while, but um, now maybe we need to get her back on. Yeah. So funny. Well, welcome to the show. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys, especially after learning about what you guys do on your website and everything. But first, can you tell me what is Kalina Health? Like, what did you guys found? Kalina Health is a virtual platform that connects dietitians with clients. And we provide personalized science-based nutrition support, not just to help our clients you know, achieve their health goals, but we're really holistic. So we support our clients, you know, across the board and managing their relationship with food, um, any medical conditions that they have, really touching on on all the things that support one in being healthy. Right. That's important. I like that it's holistic. <laughs> How did you guys like meet? How did you get into the industry? What's the story there? We, uh, so Tamar was my student actually at Sinai. She was my intern. And I was a hundred months pregnant with my son. And then it was like, I was like miserable. She was like sweating. (laughs) Like so bad. It's just like running around the hospital with this baby. And then, um, we, we kind of like went our separate ways. And then I was back working at NYU as the internship director and somebody was asking for a functional medicine dietitian. And I was like, Oh, I think Tamar Samuels. So she was like, Oh, Hey, let's meet for a coffee. And when we were talking, she was like, I don't want to be in a private practice by myself. Do you want to do one together? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so, so we, so we joined these pri- this private practice. The whole thing was we wanted to give people access. So, you know, we take insurance. So 91% of our patients use their benefits, which is amazing. Uh, this time last year, we had a monthly recurring revenue of $35,000 and uh, six dietitians. Now we have 18 dietitians. We've gone over the $110,000 mark and we just secured $3 million in venture funding wow. to scale. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> it's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. So first of all, you mentioned functional nutrition. Can you, is that what you would say differentiates your approach from others in the field or first, can you share, share what does differentiate and then we can talk about the functional nutrition part. Yeah. So I think, you know, first and foremost is that we're really interested in the science and the personalization, right? Like if, 
all of the solutions that are out there right now worked, then we wouldn't be in the predicament that we are today, which seems like we have so much knowledge, but people seem more and more confused and down like this hole of like, I don't know what to do. Like, is it okay for me to lose weight? Is it not okay for me to lose weight? Should I care about my labs? Should I not? Like nobody knows. So we just thought, let's just let the patient, the client lead, but always standing behind science and lifestyle, right? So what are your goals, Aileen? Okay, scientifically, I can help you reach those things because we're all trained at New York City hospitals. This is where medicine is happening all the time. So we see the patient clinically first. And then because of the placement of just like the placement of every single hospital in New York City is like next to a housing project. So we've had celebrities and the person from the housing project, and we've had to disseminate the same information to different people, to different, with different levels of health literacy. And so because of that, we're able to really hone in. What do you need? What's going to motivate you? How are we going to get you to do it? And I think that's what differentiates us. We understand that it's not one size fits all, literally. And so, you know, you can come to me and say that you want to do keto. I'm going to tell you why that's probably not the best thing. But if that's what you're adamantly focused on doing, then and actually, no, every time I'll, I always say, I'm like, let's just do what I want to do first and then, <laughs> for one week. And then you. <laughs> well, I think that's the difference too, right? Like Vanessa has a very different style of counseling than I do and the rest of our dietitians. And so I think our differentiator is like some someone for everyone, you know, you got to find your people, you got to find what it is that you relate to and connect with and that you know that that's going to really help to foster change because there are so many incredible practitioners out there it's about figuring out like what works for you but doing it in a systematic way with an expert right i think yeah there's so much information out there and like and it's all conflicting <laughs> and it's like what do i listen to and if i listen to this one thing does that mean i can't listen to this other thing it's so com- so confusing and then like you're also confused about what goals you're allowed to have or you're not allowed to have these days. Yeah, it's so stressful. it does, I think it, 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 it is helpful at some point when somebody is in that place to speak to someone for a frame of reference. So going to the science bit. So on your website, you talk about that food is medicine. And I'm assuming that's the part where we can get into the functional stuff. So what, is that, what does that mean, food is medicine? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, there's there's this like camp that is like, Hey, just like eat whatever you want. And it's like, well, yes, but also like you should be informed on how whatever you're eating is going to affect your body. Right. Cause that needs to align with your goals. So if you have, if your father died of a heart attack at age 50 and you have all elevated lipid values, like, you know, your triglycerides, your cholesterol, your HL, your LDL, well, then that's probably in your family and you need to be paying really close attention to those things, right? Like, And so, for example, I have this lipidologist. He's like the most famous lipidologist right now in the country and he's young. I picked him on purpose because we can just like die together basically and because <laughs> I have heart disease in my family and all of my labs look really great except for this one lab that only somebody who's interested in functional medicine or also just like thinks outside the box, lipoprotein A, it's it's literally the marker for what you're going to, if you're going to have a heart attack or not. Mine is, it's you should have 29 or less, mine's 129. So he's like, okay. Oh, wow. He oh, was wow. like, but, but then, you know, he was able to call me. He's like, look, you're doing all the right things. All of these other numbers are good. So you will be fine, but we have to watch and you have to pay attention. And so what am I doing? I'm making sure that I'm eating enough fiber. I'm making sure that I'm not eating like 
too many additives, too much salt. I'm paying attention to those things because I don't want to have a heart attack. And so then I feel like because there's so much information out there, maybe somebody would say like, I'm being too restrictive or I'm, I don't have freedom or, and that's not it. It's like, I just care about like longevity and lifespan at this point. And so I, I want to be specifically, Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, results. <laughs> that's right. Because there's something in my family. So I think that that's what we try to hone in on. Like what's going on with you? What is your hi- history and how can we make sure that you live like a really great uncomplicated life? And so if we hope, if we focus on that, Maybe you'll lose weight, maybe you won't. Maybe that's not important to you. Maybe just what's important to you is changing the behavior, making sure that you don't have these elevated labs, doing everything you can do so that you're like around for your kids and your family later. So, but then what is, so what is, how can food be medicine? Like, what yeah. does that mean? So I think, I think what we're getting at here is that and a lot of people don't realize this, but everything that we eat actually is metabolized to be something in our body. So for instance, the protein that we're getting, we utilize those different amino acids, which are the breakdown products of protein to create our skin, to create DNA. I mean, quite literally without food, we would just not have anything. (laughs) So it's really important for us to pay attention to what we eat to support metabolism, to support functioning of our body. Um, And so that connection, I think, gets lost because food is really complicated for everyone. We have food just isn't just fuel and we don't want it to just be fuel, but it also supports our health probably more than than anything. Um, So we have to pay attention to it. Uh, We have to figure out a way to have food be this nourishing, supportive um, component in our lives that doesn't just support us mentally, but also physically as well. And that's what we do at Kulina is like really finding that balance. Right. Yeah. I mean, recently, like I was talking to a doctor and they said, yeah, you want to add like more raspberries or berries for anti-inflammatory reasons or antioxidants. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Usually I just hear berries for fiber, like never really like from a really micronutrient level. And, um, you, I feel like a lot of people like focus on macro, 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 because it does connect to weight loss. Whereas there is this other level of food and the science behind it that you can add that affects you in, in positive ways, like how you have listed like stress management, emotional health, things like that. So what are things that you can, or foods that you can add that can, do all sorts of different things, like anti-inflammatory reasons. Yeah. Like what about like blueberries are the best thing that you can ingest for muscle recovery? Nobody oh. really knows that, but like, you know, and, and also, yes, they are high in fiber. So that is just like helps yeah. with like fullness and there's something sweet there. And so like, think about also if you were like, if you're a diabetic and you want to have something sweet and you, but you don't want to, you know, compromise your, your blood sugar having those blueberries are going to help you. Right. And so it's like more ways for you to think about things like that, or just, or like turmeric, for example, right? Like turmeric is, it's a spice, but it also helps with, with, um, inflammation. And also like in India, the rates of Alzheimer's are basically non-existent. 
because they use turmeric every single day. They put it in their eggs. They put it, you know, on their oh. oatmeal. They put it in their smoothies. It's everywhere, right? So just like trying to understand those little bits and pieces definitely um, help. Like selenium or and zinc, those things help you with, you know, your immunity and and you can get those things just from like root vegetables or dark leafy Brazil greens. Nuts. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm really big on omega. Oh yeah, they have more. <laughs> so you can actually get your selenium needs for the day in one Brazil nut, like crazy, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, I've heard like eat one Brazil nut a day. <laughs> You're yeah. good. Keep the doctor away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and selenium is also great for thyroid health. So many women have uh, thyroid conditions. Um, so that can be really helpful for that. I'm really big on omega omegas right now because I just had a baby and I'm like trying to, I'm breastfeeding and I'm, thank you, I'm trying to make her brain really big. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm really packing it in with my omegas and, and really understanding like the connection between omega-3 fatty acids and brain health, right? Like we know that it supports cardiovascular disease prevention, but there's a really big connection with omega-3 fatty acids and DHA and supporting brain health too. Um, so really working with food in an inclusive way, you know, and not not just saying, okay, take this out so you can lose weight, but like, how can we add stuff in so you can feel great? Right. I feel like we're always telling people to add things in. I like never tell anyone to take anything away. I'm always like, I feel like you don't eat enough. And then they just sort of like, <laughs> look at me, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to slap you. And I'm like, no, but for real, let's just try to, let's just add some of this stuff in. Right. You'll feel I, better. Well, cause I, you always hear like add leaf, dark leafy greens. Okay. Like yeah. I can do it, but I just want to know why, like, what is it doing to me? Th- and that would help me kind of add them in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah, be, yeah. It would give me some motivation <laughs> to yeah. add it. Otherwise I feel like, again, the, the info out there is all about add leafy greens so that you get fuller faster. But like, again, that's all always about like the topic of weight loss versus like your, your cellular health. Yeah. 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 I hate, I hate leafy greens. I tell Tamar that all the time. I'm like, I love leafy greens. I'm like, who who did the PR for kale? (laughs) Right. I mean, kale, I'll, I'll leave kale at the door anytime, but I'll take some baby spinach. I'll take some Swiss chard and, and you know, like leafy greens are a great source of magnesium. Why is magnesium important? It helps to support stress levels. It helps with sleep. It helps prevent cardiovascular disease, like making that connection. Yeah. Digestion, right. Making that connection, I think really, like you said, it helps to, it's about empowering people to want to make these changes because they can Google like, why should I eat leafy greens? But like you said, Aileen, like they're not going to do it because it's boring and and they can't relate to it. They can't connect to it. Right. So we really help people connect their nutrition with their motivators so they can actually like build healthy habits. Pro tip about magnesium, eat, take enough magnesium, like 350 milligrams a day and you will all not be constipated and that will be the last that's the last you won't have to come to us it feels like cat food has been the same forever smelly boring made of mystery ingredients that's why you've got to try smalls smalls cat food is protein packed recipes made with preservative free ingredients you'd find in your fridge and it's delivered right to your door make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love we actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat it comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it 
it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. What's your take on taking vitamins or supplements versus using the food as that source? I think you have to do them in tandem, right? Like, you know, as you age or if you're breastfeeding or you just had a baby or, you know, like there's no sun outside. So, you you know, you need vitamin D or magnesium is a micronutrient that we actually know is really good for the body, but we don't understand how much like the quantities that people need. So you are likely not getting enough from food, no matter how many dark leafy greens or chocolate you ingest, right? So definitely need to pay attention to those things. Like omegas are a little bit tricky. Not everybody needs the same amount of omegas depending on what what's going on with your genetics. So it might be safer for you to just try to get, get it through food. Um, but you know, whenever you see, I saw somebody the other day on Instagram, I was like scrolling by and she had this, this jar of pills and that was just for the AM. There must've been a hundred vitamins in there. And I was like, gagging with her as she was like taking them in. So there is definitely a space for, um, for supplements for sure. Just don't need to like go grab every single one that you see. Right. And we also don't always need to start with the supplements. Like I think that a lot of, especially like in the functional nutrition, functional medicine space, it's sort of like supplements have replaced medication. Um, and I mean, I know I've been on so many supplement protocols for my health and like Sure, maybe they do have some literature behind them, but sometimes just like a good night's sleep helps more or like spacing out your meals better. So I think it's important to start with like the behaviors and see if that makes a difference and um, then kind of loop in the supplements depending on symptoms and also certainly labs. Like we prescribe supplements based on labs that we get back, right? Like if you're, if you're anemic, if you have iron deficiency, B12 deficiency, if something's going on with, um, you know, symptoms where you have diarrhea or gas, like that is a good time for us to consider supplements like a probiotic. Um, so again, it's like super nuanced and personalized. I think that's, what's really missing in the nutrition space. It's sort of just like, take supplements, don't take supplements. Supplements are good or they're bad, right? Intuitive eating or, um, you know, calorie counting. Like it's just so polarized and we like just really want to create somewhere in the middle. Well, speaking of intuitive eating and versus calorie counting, if somebody wants to come to you and they like want to improve their relationship with food because they have a history of disordered eating, but also like think about their like nutrition, like how do you manage that? What do you tell them? How can they can manage their life? 
It's really about focusing on the behaviors. So again, like super personalized, like we sit and we listen to the person. What is their day like? What are their likes? What are their dislikes? Just getting a vibe for them and what motivates them and how they think about food over some time. So maybe like the first three meetings, there's really no discussion about food at all. There's just us trying to see what goes on in their day. And maybe what goes on in their day is like, I am afraid to eat until three o'clock. And like, okay, so now I'm just going to try to get you to just like, can you just scale back when you eat? Like, and what, what are you comfortable with eating? Those kinds of things to get you into like a place where you feel comfortable so that we can really work on your overall health. So I think when we focus on someone's health and the behaviors and not, you know, shaming you or, you know, what makes you feel good and like, how does that going to align with your goal? That's where people have more success, but it's also like the varying degrees of disordered eating. Were you anorexic inpatient? Well, then you need to go somewhere else. That's not what we are really like our specialty is. And I think that we would do someone a disservice who would, who would fit that profile. Right. But does the general population have disordered eating? Yeah. Like maybe like 50 to 60% of people have some sort of disordered eating because everyone has a relationship with food and that relationship is very complex. So it's something that we're really like dealing with on a minute by minute basis for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also about like transparency and asking people. So people aren't used to like going to a healthcare provider and having a say in like how they're being treated. (laughs) But when they come to us, we ask them like, what's your relationship with the scale? Do you want to weigh in? Um, You know, instead of saying you have to step on the scale and you need to report these numbers, we ask them, do you think it's going to be supportive or harmful for you to step on the scale right now? And let's say they say, you know, I think it's going to be supportive and they do it and they come back to us in a week and they're like, whoa, that totally fucked me up. (laughs) Like, I've been off. That was a mistake. And we're like, okay, that's good data for us, right? Like, that's good information. So we know you tried it, it didn't work. And now we can try something else, you know, but we're here to support you in kind of experimenting in that process. Mm -hmm. Going back to the food stuff, what about like organic food? Like, what what do you think? Do we need to eat organic? Is it actually organic? (laughs) Well, it has to be, right? It's certified (laughs) organic. But I mean, what does organic actually mean? mean? It means (laughs) containing carbon, right? It means that something contains carbon. So like, I mean, we contain carbon, so we're organic, right? If you really think about that. But you know, does a pineapple need to be organic? No, because it's pretty thick, right? Like, so you don't have to worry about pesticides getting into that skin. Whereas like berries, for example, we know that the chemicals that they use on berries in America are directly linked to cancer. So you have to really like do that research to really understand, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Um, but not every single item needs to be organic. It's not, you know, if you can't afford organic berries, you can buy berries that are frozen from Mexico because they don't treat their berries the same way. And that'll be fine. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> I know. You know they don't care about us. annoying is that like, a lot of companies try to find like ways around organic messaging and like make you feel like it's something different than it is like all natural. Like what Mm -hmm. does that even mean? So (laughs) deceptive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yesterday at Whole Foods, uh, there was this couple and they were like in front of the, you know, alternate milk aisle and they're like soy milk organic. And the one guy is saying to his partner, like, 
but this has carrageenan in it. So just because it's organic and he's like yelling at him and they're in this whole thing. And I'm like, just get the organic almond milk. It doesn't, it just, it's just almonds and water, organic almonds. And here they were like, thank you. I was like, you're welcome. Just like, go along. Yeah. There's like so many different ingredients in like all in, in like things that are simply labeled almond milk. You would never. Right. I know. You don't know and what the, they and- mean. <laughs> And honestly, it's just not regulated. Like these products are considered grass generally recognized as safe. And so like they can just go to market without having to be tested in advance. So food additives are tricky because while we don't want to be so honed in on every single ingredient, um, it's also important for us to pay attention to these things because nobody else is is watching for us. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. like the consumer is responsible for making sure that these products are, are, are safe. But I think also just to like the caveat there, right. Is that not everybody can afford, you know, organic mm-hmm. almond milk from whole foods. And so they have to also know that it's okay for them to get, you know, a milk that might, might not be organic, but they, there are ingredients they could just look for. And there are different labels that do make sure that they don't have a ton of additives, but not necessarily organic or or the like. So it's just about really educating people. And I think that's the other piece of what we do that is really important to your point is we give you the why we explain the things to you so that you can be best set up for success. What are, so speaking of additives, what are your thoughts on like people who say, oh, if you can't pronounce it, it's not, you shouldn't eat it, which I think is like fear mongering for eating. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think Vanessa and I have different views on this. V, you go first. <laughs> I just think like, I, I always go back to the fact that my mother is from Haiti, a third world country where like there is nothing, right? And so come on, right? You, you have to, just because you can't, you can't say it doesn't mean it's necessarily terrible for you. There's a whole world out there. And when you do that, it makes people feel like, healthy, wellness, whatever that means is like not for them. They couldn't possibly be able to experience what is good or or healthy because they can't afford it. They can't read it. They don't understand it. And so that's it. We don't care about them and they're dismissed. And so then they won't seek out help because they don't feel like the people who are supposed to help them are speaking to them. And that is something that really like stays with me a lot because I, I want everyone to feel that they can come to you and they even though like they don't understand or they can't say toco fair to vitamin E, but I never can say it. Toco <laughs> toco for all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a like, tough one. I, yeah. I mean like, and I'm educated. Right. So like, you know, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be healthy. It doesn't mean that you can't make good choices. Like we can teach you how. So uh, and, and it just makes us as dietitians just seem even more far away from regular people. Cause like, <laughs> We just seem like a bunch of like restrictive, you know, thin, rich, white women who don't care about anybody who doesn't fit that bill. And that sucks because, you know, there's a lot of different dietitians make up a lot of different um, kinds of people and, and we can help a lot of different people. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's important to, again, like pay attention to what you're eating because unfortunately, like nobody else is is checking for us. They're just trying to make cash. <laughs> so um, I, I think having, you know, rules where if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it is like a little bit extreme, but just being mindful of the food that you're putting in your body and how it impacts your health. Like what we were talking about before food is medicine. And I think it's just about, you know, 
taking a step back and looking at, at things in perspective. If 95% of what you're eating is something processed and packaged that contains ingredients that you can't pronounce or don't know what they are, then, and you're like looking to change your health and prevent, you know, chronic disease, then that's the discussion that we need to have and kind of provide that education. But if you're having, you know, packaged foods once in a while, you know, even once a day, like it's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> it's the whole picture. Exactly. Rather than that food. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So in terms of how things interact with your body, how do you think about like combinations of like, or maybe tips for people who are listening when they're eating, I've heard when you're eating like a, a protein, you should have a carb with it or vice versa. Is there, are there any go-to combos that people who are listening can take with them? And, and also why are you doing that? I think it's like important to just understand like how, like how to frame it. So if you're going to eat an apple, you're going to just digest that really quickly and probably be pretty hungry relatively quick, quickly after. So the, the way to have like more nutrient density, like more bang for your buck is that you want to pair it with a fat or a protein. So having it with a cheese or having it with, you know, almonds or, peanut butter, that's going to slow down digestion and keep you full for longer. So if that is, if you're always finding like, oh, I'm so hungry all the time, or, oh, I'm super hungry between, you know, three o'clock and dinner, even though I eat an apple, well, like an apple then probably doesn't have enough protein for you. And you probably should have like a yogurt, right? Or you can make many other things. I, when I say yogurt, I also mean like I take a yogurt and then I put Nutella in it and mix it up and then it's like a pudding and that keeps me full until dinner. Everyone can make a choice. Um, so, so those are like, that's 
those arrays of like food combining. Um, also, like if you're eating a plate of just carbs for dinner, like if you just have like rice and beans, like which is what I ate every day of my life. Um, and I always talk about this, that like right now, 40 miles away or 20 miles away from my house, my mother has rice and beans on the stove. Maybe she made a lasagna, but if you don't like the lasagna, mm-hmm. you can have the rice and beans. Mm-hmm. And so like I was notorious for eating just like plates of rice and beans because, you know, this is a complete protein and this will keep me full, but that might not keep everybody full. And you might also need an additional vegetable or an additional piece of protein, like a chicken. You just have to back to the intuition. Like what does my body tell me that I need? But if you find that all you're doing is grabbing food mindlessly, then what was on your plate probably wasn't enough for you and you you should probably make some adjustments. Right. Yeah. I mean, we talk about stabilizing blood sugar all the time. I think that's like one of the best tips that we can give about food combining. The goal is for you to choose foods that help to stabilize your blood sugar because it doesn't matter if you're pre-diabetic or have, you know, any sort of medical condition that impacts blood sugar, if your blood sugar is low, which we as humans all experience like hangry, it makes us really, it's really difficult for us to function, right? Like cognitively, we can't really think very clearly. Um, It makes us grumpy, anxiety, poor energy. So we talk about food pairing in the context of stabilizing blood sugar a lot. um, And really like protein and fiber and meal timing are the best ways to do that. Um, so with the meal timing, it's super important to make sure that you're having something every three to four hours throughout the day that has protein and fiber to help to stabilize blood sugar. No, that's really helpful. What about like just going back to the somebody who has a complicated relationship with food, though, having to remember all of this might force them into a spiral again. <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is there any like easy approach to or like easy way to think about nutrition that's helpful for someone like that? Yeah. I mean, I I would just say like, you have to look at the days in like aggregate, right? Like, so if you notice like, Hey, I notice that if I don't eat my, a snack between lunch and dinner, then I go on a binge after dinner. So I'm going to just have something between lunch and dinner and that's going to help me. And I'm going to try to get something that's more protein rich because that'll just help me be more full. Like that's an easy way. Or like I noticed that when I skip breakfast and like breakfast doesn't have to be eggs and spinach and toast, right? Eggs could, you know, breakfast could just be like a yogurt or, you know, mm-hmm. a small piece of fruit, like nothing fancy. But like if I don't eat that breakfast, then again, there there's a spiral later on. So kind of just looking at your days, you know, in, as a whole and just saying, these are the patterns that I notice. And maybe this is like a way for me to be better just by adding something in. Yeah. I think with food also, like we can't avoid it. We have to eat it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's nice to be informed, but we don't have to be perfect with it That's every right. day. Yeah. That's and right. And I think yeah, it's about taking it one step at a time too. That I mean, you know, we're giving you guys all these tips, but at the end of the day, we would never sit down with a client and, and give them five all of these tips in in one day. We would we wouldn't say, okay, you have to do this, 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 and this. And I think that's yeah. the problem is like people are used to seeing dietitians who like give them a meal plan that has a list of the things you should avoid, the things that you should add in a meal plan, and what to yeah. eat and what to cook every single day. Like our approach is okay. This week, why don't we just like track your food, track your mood, see what's going on with you 
behaviorally. Um, and then we can pick like one thing that you want to work on and, mm-hmm. and that's it. And maybe that's adding in more protein, not even every meal, just with breakfast. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes back to the delivery too, and the way that we approach making these changes. You, you can't, you'll, of course, you're going to be overwhelmed if you have to eat protein every three to four hours and pair that with fiber, right? <laughs> and, and track your food and do yeah. this. Um, so I think that's like really the key for people is like really considering the behavioral components and like reining it in a little bit, like take it down a notch. Let's take it nice and slow. Right. And even when you talk about tracking food, right, tomorrow, I mean, it's not like sit down with your pen and paper and write every ounce of what you ate. Like, it's what works for you. So like, maybe it's like, you just take a picture of it. Maybe it's that you're just tracking your mood and you're not tracking your food at all. Like it depends on what is going to motivate you and what triggers you and what doesn't. Right. So on the other side, let's say person doesn't have that much of a complicated relationship with food, but has hard time with timing. Like they're really busy. A lot of listeners are millennials, focus on careers, families, all of that. But they really want to have a balanced life, especially when it comes to eating, what would you say to them? How can they like start? Yeah. I like to work with my patients about like what their week looks like and ways for them to be like passively prepped. So I always have like tortillas, right. Or like, I'll just like cook up some ground Turkey. And then if I don't have any time to do anything, like I will make a quesadilla with cheese and ground Turkey in like five minutes. And like, I ate that and that was quick and I didn't have to make this huge meal. Or I always like cut up vegetables on Sunday and I put them in water in a Tupperware. So it's not like I had to roast vegetables, but there's always fresh vegetables that I could just grab and put on a plate. You know, there's always some sort of emergency protein that I cooked, or maybe I just bought, like, I'm like the queen of rotisserie chicken. So I'll just buy them, shred them (laughs) off and put them in a, in a tougher way. So like, it's easy, right? So like, those are the things that I talk through with patients and like, what are the fruits that we can have that are like easily accessible for you? So now it's not overwhelming that like, now you have to roast a chicken and then you have to make a lasagna and then you have to roast broccoli raw because that's never going to work. But just knowing that you have these things where you could cook something up in five minutes, everybody has five minutes, right? Or you're going to eat something cold, right? Like you can make yourself a smoothie. We could figure out what it is that you are willing to do, able to do, and doesn't stress you out. Yeah. And like what resources we have to outsource, you know, there's so many awesome meal delivery services. I mean, so many times in our sessions, we'll just like look up what we will do grocery shopping. We'll go online, do grocery shopping, like make a meal plan. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it helps like you're, you're dedicating an hour to, to talk about your nutrition. Like practically, this is what's going to help you the most. Like let's do your meal plan for the week. <laughs> we'll order groceries. We'll, we'll do, we'll do it all. Right. Or here's your meal delivery service that you usually use. Let's pick the menu options for the week, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, that's, it's like, it, it's gotta be practical for people, you know? I'm glad you say that in terms of like that grocery shopping is a challenge. It's a challenge of mine, but we'll get into that for my non-scale win for Thursday's episode. (laughs) So in terms of meal prep, like do you have any more tips? Because I love the rotisserie chicken example. Do you have more? Because I think that that's kind of a a great approach. Yeah. So I also will do like, um, like a grain. So I'll make a grain like twice a week. Cause you know, there was four people that live in this house and a nanny and <laughs> a, a neighbors that come, but, um, so, which is fine. So all of I, all of comes <laughs> so I will make the grain and I just got an Instapot and it was fucking amazing. I made risotto in seven minutes and it was I awesome. It was so delicious. Yeah. And then what I did was I just added dark leafy green kale. That's what I had. So I added that in, but everybody ate it and it was good. And so that's in my refrigerator right now. And so that is what people can eat for until like 
whatever, Tuesday, Wednesday, then maybe I'll like cook up some quinoa. So like that'll already be there. So every time you want to make something, you'll have the grain. I'll buy this, I'll buy the spinach or the, you know, whatever sweet lettuce. And I'll have that there. Maybe I'll have, you know, like shake some cheese on top, some pecans, you know, like something to just like throw, um, a salad together. I do like the packets of tuna because I'm like lazy and I'll just like open it up and dump the <laughs> tuna. Lazy. I've like, seen her eat it, like nothing added. I'm like, girl, you're just eating plain tuna. She's like, yeah, so, I just need some fuel. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, but my, but you know, my, um, my salad is on point. So just like, I need a protein on top or like, I'll just like cook up some eggs. Like it, the possibilities yeah, the are hard endless. boiled eggs in the oh, fridge God. are key. Yeah, what about my um my peanut butter toast with mashed up berries that are like going bad? I just like mash them up on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then it's like I didn't have like jelly that's like loaded with sugar, but I did have like this, you know, a peanut butter and jelly basically that I like make. So there's always yeah, there in that who doesn't love a peanut butter and jelly? That sandwich never lets you down. So good. This Throw is on a rice cake if you don't have any bread and call it a day. <laughs> make it make it work. <laughs> make it work. I yeah. mean, I like I'm so lazy. Like now that I have a kid, I'm like, damn, I have to actually cook. Like this is a lot. <laughs> this is yep. a big learning curve here. And so I just like get pre-chopped veggies and throw some olive oil and like garlic powder and just like pop it in the oven. Every every week, I do that twice a week, and it just like guarantees that there's there's something there, and it, yeah. it requires zero effort, and I can always just like have it with a hard boiled egg or some ground turkey. Mm -hmm. Sheet pan meals are super easy; like they're the best. I mean, I've taken this is the epitome of laziness. Like, I'll go <laughs> get cleaned shrimp, and I just like put it on the baking tray with like olive oil, salt, and pepper, lime juice, and Perfect. I put it in the oven at four fifty for eight minutes. I take it out and it's done. If I'm feeling really fancy, I will put like potatoes and maybe like broccoli on the side and just like roast everything together. That's perfect. Yeah. And then it's done. Like, that's it. So you, it doesn't have to be like, you know, Le Cirque. It just has to be. <laughs> Just to be good. Yeah. My my biggest problem since I was pregnant, I had this like huge aversion to leftovers during and it has never left me. Uh -huh. And now I can't eat something that's I uh. made yesterday. <laughs> so I'm like really challenged. Like I can have a hard boiled egg because it hasn't been open. <laughs> yeah. I like, the eggs when you're how old is your baby? She's five months. Oh, Thank you. congrats. Thank you. So uh. I'm I'm gonna give her avocado this week. I'm very excited to see. If so fun. <laughs> so well, fun. I was gonna say like she's not she's might not be eating yet. So like you're good, but in a couple months it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I know. it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be eating her leftovers. Really, yeah. here is what's yeah. gonna happen. I found myself just like eating beet purees. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is kind of good. Like, I'm into this. <laughs> right, everything is gonna be mashed. Yeah. So speaking of how we're all kind of lazy, are there any other common themes that you see with clients when they come to see you? Like. What, what do you see that connects us all? Yeah, everybody, everybody is looking for the holy grail to to like be healthy or be like the weight, whatever they have in their mind that they remember that was so good. Like they're looking for something that makes that easy. And so many people come in and they'll be like, I'm vegan. I'm like, cool. And they're like, and I don't cook. <laughs> and, and, and I don't, and you're like, Phew. Guys, <laughs> you got to compromise. So that's right. the thing is that people, because we have so much access to social media and we see people on social media that are like, this is their job. It is their job to post food all day that is low carb, vegan, whatever, but that's not your job. So you're going to have to compromise. Like if I go in being like, Hey, 
you know, JLo is my goal in life. Like I don't have JLo dollars. So it's going to be real hard to be, to be this, you know, gorgeous at 50, whatever she is. So I think that we just need to come from a place of like, manage the expectation, lower the expectation. You're, you don't need to have this like perfectly planned foods. You need to give yourself grace. Everybody is struggling. Even homegirl Sally, who did Whole30 and is looking so good and gorgeous, she hungry and miserable. So like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't strive to be her. Like, just stay in your lane. But you know that you do have to do something. So find the things that you could tolerate for the next six months that you're not... You know, like every Tuesday for us is Taco Tuesday. The other day we made chicken and my son was like, Mommy, we're not making tacos today? It's Tuesday. I'm like, no, Rocky, we are not making tacos today. <laughs> and he was like, okay, cool. So like, you just get into the routine and then things are are much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think people really struggle with like skipping meals. That's something that I hear. I think that's number one, honestly. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I think people just go too long without eating and then they get so hungry that like shit hits the fan. I mean, like they don't know what to eat, when to eat, they're confused, they're tired. I mean, I think it just leads to so much overeating, but also like really impacts people's moods and their relationship with food because they feel out of control. Like that's a big thing. When people come to work with us, they're like, I just, I feel guilt and shame because like I can't control my eating. But a lot of the times it's because they're really hungry. They're not eating enough. (laughs) Yeah, they're not eating enough. Um, So I think that's a huge one. I think if there's anything that you take away from this episode, it's like, make sure you're eating the four the three meals and one snack at throughout the day and try that. Like that's really going to (laughs) help. I think also that's where the compromising that you mentioned comes in because like a lot of people who skip meals, like myself included sometimes because I'm so busy, like I I don't have time. I have my whole calendars booked and then shit, I forgot to have lunch. Not because I meant to skip it, but like I just didn't have time to literally leave my computer. (laughs) So I have to make it a point to A, either prepare some sort of lunch, B, spare some time on my calendar to do that because otherwise your whole day is ruined. So again, like you have to, I like that you say that you have to compromise because it's not, you can't have it, you can't, all work 24/7 not that we want to but we try to fit it all in and also just be completely you know like drama free eating day you know yeah. yeah you know our well i think it's the plight of the mother right like our yeah. our other co-founder who we adore we love you steve so much he's a dude and i look at and i can see his calendar and it's like Time for decompression. Time for lunch. <laughs> like, who are you? Right? Like, wow. like, I like how we all like maniacally laugh at that. Yeah. Like he's crazy, yeah. but really yeah. he's not. He's not. No, he's a genius. Yeah. Like he's like he he's like he, he totally just has a penis. Pass, so yeah, so he he can yeah. And I, I like the saw audacity. on his calendar. Yeah, I saw yeah. on his calendar, and I was like, "What is that?" But I but I think also like to to your point, Aileen. Like I live that life too, and so does tomorrow. And like for you, yeah. like, like we'll get some organ shakes. Organ is great. It's clean protein. It's made by a doctor. Like put that in whatever flavor you like. It's delicious. Some nuts and like a piece of fruit every day. Like always have a piece of fruit on your desk and you start the day. So if something goes, yeah, if something goes awry, you can get that shake, some nuts and fruit. Right. And is that like the most amazing lunch? Absolutely not. But it's going to be fine. And then you're going to see yeah. that you have so much more success later on. But like you're doing the most, right? Like, like, I mean, it's like crazy. So you have to 
you know, Deke, time for lunch. I, this is like Steve is a genius. Really yeah. Steve is a genius. <laughs> I, I'm like going to do that. No. I, put like, I block out little busies, but mostly because I have something else going on. But I need yeah. to no. block no. it when it's block time it to out. eat. That's right. Well, now let's do our segment, our last segment of the day. It is called DST Confessions, and today's confession is, we're going to talk about food, but what is a food that most people love, like obsessed with, doesn't have to be obsessed, but it can't be like cilantro, and you hate <laughs> We can't. It can't be cilantro because we all know there's like a gene for that, like that doesn't count. <laughs> so what's a food? You, we'll all get, we'll take turns. Um, I fucking hate sweet potatoes. I don't care. Yeah, see, look. Look at your faces, shuckers. <laughs> look at fries. you. <laughs> I hate them. Oh, the fries are the worst. Disgusting. Oh, the They're vile. So good. And, like, I always try. I've done, like, so many things. I'll put, like, everything but the bagel seasoning on top. Like, I just, I you want just to. It. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Nope. Don't like them. Don't care. Don't slide into my DMs. They're disgusting. I'm with you on everything but the fries. I think the fries are really good. With mm. an aioli. Mm. Maybe mm. I gotta try again, but aioli I can't promise. with anything. Aioli makes everything good. Okay, everything. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for me, I mean, I just... V and I talk about this all the time. I hate kale. I hate it so much. I've always hated it. It's such like, as a dietitian, I feel like it's really like taboo to hate kale. I just, I can't, especially raw kale. Like people are like, oh, I got this kale salad. I'm like, oh, Ugh. why would you <laughs> it's paper. ingest something like that? It's like There's sharp, nothing, sharp, sharp paper. <laughs> nothing palatable about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I'm not a big kale lover. Apparently you have to massage it, whatever. Yeah, who has time? Steve. Who has Steve time? has time. <laughs> Steve has time. Steve, Steve, massage kale block out time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, I have several, but I'll share one today. It is crab cakes. People love crab cakes. Marilyn loves crab cakes. I hate, I've given them a shot so many times, but every time I want to throw up. Does that offend you guys? No, I agree <laughs> no. with this. I feel like it's just like breadcrumbs and like mystery fish meat. Like, oh, is, it crab? is it crab? Is it crab? Crab cakes. Yeah, but like, yeah. how the do texture. I know that? <laughs> it's... Yeah. fishy <laughs> it's gross yeah, yeah it's gross Very. yeah i'm with you oh yeah and that um, imitation crab and the sushi oh mm, no can't do no. it no no can't no, do no, it no no that's not happening well mm-hmm. i'm glad we all kind of agree with each other except for the sweet potato with caveats yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys so much how can people um reach out to you if they're curious about kalina health you can find us on our socials at Kalina Health is our handle. Um, also KalinaHealth.com. Really anything that you need, just head to our website. If you want to book a free discovery call, chat with one of our dietitians or Vanessa and I. Um, no commitment. We're just here to connect and, and see if we can support you on your journey. Um, and then my handle is Tamar Samuels RD on Instagram. And I'm Vanessa Rosetto RD on Instagram. Very easy. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. That is it for today's episode of Diet Stars Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Vanessa will be back with us this coming Thursday to answer your dear DST questions. So be sure to send all of your questions so we can answer them every Thursday. DST at Betches.com. Also share your non-scale wins and follow us at Diet Stars Tomorrow. Follow me at Aileen and follow Tamara and Vanessa where they just shared. (laughs) And we're always with you. 
through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.